Thanks for listening to the Valley Point Church Podcast. We hope it's a blessing to you. It's quiet. It's early. My coffee is hot. The sky is still black. The world is still asleep. The day is coming. In a few moments, the day will arrive. It will roar down the track with the rising sun. The stillness of the dawn will be exchanged for the noise of the day. The calm solitude will be replaced by the pounding pace of the human race. The refuge of the early morning will be invaded by decisions to be made and deadlines to be met. For the next 12 hours, I will be met with the day's demands. It is now that I must make a choice. Because of Calvary, I am free to choose, and so I will choose. I choose love. No occasion justifies hatred. No injustice warrants bitterness. I choose love. Today I will love God and what God loves. I choose joy. I will invite my God to be the God of circumstance. I refuse to the temptation to be cynical, the tool of the lazy thinker. I will refuse to see people as anything less than human beings created by God. I will refuse to see any problem as anything less than an opportunity to see God. I choose peace. I will live forgiven. I will forgive so that I may live. I choose patience. I will overlook the inconveniences of the world. Instead of cursing the ones who take my place, I will invite them to do so. Rather than complain that the wait is too long, I will thank God for the opportunity to pray. Instead of clenching my fists at new assignments, I will meet them with joy and courage. I choose kindness. I will be kind to the poor, for they are alone. I will be kind to the rich, for they are afraid. I will be kind to the unkind, for such is how God has treated me. I choose goodness. I will go without a dollar before I take a dishonest one. I will be overlooked before I boast. I will confess before I accuse. I choose goodness. I choose faithfulness. Today, I will keep my promises. My debtors will not regret their trust. My associates will not question my word. My husband will not question my love. My children will not fear that their mother will not come home. I choose gentleness. Nothing is won by force. I choose to be gentle. If I... Raise my voice may only be in praise. If I clench my fists, may it be in prayer. 
If I make a demand, I will make it of myself. I choose self-control. I am a spiritual being. After this body is dead, my spirit will soar. I refuse to let what will rot rule the eternal. I choose self-control. I will be drunk only by joy. I will be impassioned only by my faith. I will be influenced only by God. I will be taught only by Christ. I choose self-control. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. To these I commit my day. If I succeed, I will give thanks. If I fail, I will seek his grace. And at the end of the day, I will put my head on my pillow and rest. For the past 10 weeks, we have walked through looking at Galatians 5, and 23. The fruit of the Spirit. And I will say this, I have thoroughly enjoyed this study with you. And I think it's been great for our church. And so, as we conclude our summer series, let's say this together for the last time. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. I hope you remember these words. And I hope you carry them throughout life as you encounter all kinds of different situations. And you will indeed need the fruit of the Spirit as outlined in Galatians chapter 5. So far in our time together, we have covered just about every aspect of verses 22 and 23. We're going to look at one little phrase found at the end of verse 23 and then talk about some other verses as well. But I want to review for just a few moments. In week one of our series, we talked about how the Holy Spirit, here's what he does. He produces this kind of fruit in our lives. And then we run the list. At the start of the series, we talked about the beauty of what God does for everyone who trusts in Jesus alone to save them. So in that moment, when we trust in Jesus, when we embrace his leadership and his forgiveness, and we don't add anything to that, we simply trust Here's what happens. God the Father gives us the gift of God the Holy Spirit and he takes up residence within us. It's incredible. God the Father gives us the gift of God the Holy Spirit and he lives within us. And one of the jobs of the Holy Spirit is to cultivate, to grow in us with our cooperation Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. He cultivates, he grows this in us with our cooperation. That was week one of the series. The gift of what God the Father gives to everyone who trusts in the work of Jesus. We get God the Holy Spirit. He lives and resides within us. It's great news, great news. 
And then the rest of the series was filled with talking about these nine different flavors. And boy, when we begin to allow the Holy Spirit to cultivate them in us, they certainly have impact in our lives, but they also have impact in the lives of the people around us. And we had a great time thinking about these nine different flavors. We started with love, that fruit, and ended with the fruit of self-control. And again, I hope you take these thoughts with you as the summer ends and we embark on a new season. I want to think about this last verse, though, or the last part of verse 23, a very unique phrase there that says this, there is no law against these things. So we've talked about how God the Father gives us God the Holy Spirit, and he wants to produce in us these nine different flavors. And then it ends after that beautiful list, love, joy, peace, and so on and so forth, after that beautiful list, we get a very strange phrase from the Apostle Paul, who was the writer of this particular letter. He says, there's no law. There's no law against these things. As I was studying this and researching it, I thought that was kind of strange. Why is that there, and what does it exactly mean? Well, I think the Apostle Paul is saying here that these characteristics, these virtues that God the Holy Spirit is cultivating and growing within us cannot be legislated into action. In other words, we will do these things because of who we are on the inside and who we are attached to, God. So we will do these things because of who we are on the inside and who we are attached to, not because it is a law. These virtues cannot be legislated into action. We cooperate with God the Holy Spirit as he grows and cultivates these things within our lives. And so I think that's what that phrase means. There's no law against these things. There's no law that puts this into motion. It's what we do in conjunction with this gift from God, the Holy Spirit in us, living these things out. What I'd like to do with our remaining time is take verses 24 through 26 now of chapter five. So we end the chapter today There is another chapter in the book of Galatians, which we will not discuss in this series. We're just going to finish out the rest of chapter 5. Now, what we did last week is we rolled back up into the chapter before the list of the fruit of the Spirit to get some context and to help us understanding what the Apostle Paul is saying, just to give a a broader perspective there. Today, we're going to look at these concluding verses because, again, I think they help us understand what Paul, the author, is saying, and they are fascinating verses. And so here's what we find, Galatians chapter 5, verse 24. It says this, those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. Pause. This is very strong language from the Apostle Paul. He's writing in the past tense, which is somewhat interesting, and he's saying that our sinful desires and our passions that sometimes get the best of us, they have been crucified on the cross. It's a statement of reality that has 
happened in the past. Again, our sinful nature and our passions crucified with Christ. Great news for us. Doesn't make us sinless. We're still humans and sin abounds. It surrounds us. It is everywhere. But with Christ's finished work on the cross, well, that means we can, verse 25, since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow. By the way, that word follow there in the construction of the sentence, it is a military term. It has the idea of to line up in a row or to listen to a commanding officer. So we get a great visual picture here, okay? Our sinful nature and passions, they were nailed to the cross, but sin still abounds. So now we need to live by the Spirit. Let us follow, let us be in rows, let us walk by rule, let us listen to our commanding officer. Great visual language here. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow now the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. The language here suggests that we keep in step with the Spirit. These are profound statements that the Apostle Paul is making. Our sinful nature, our sinful passions, they were already nailed to the cross, which means we don't have to live that way anymore. We don't have to keep giving in to those things. We don't have to do that. Yet, sin still abounds. It is everywhere. So let us walk by rule. Let us line up in rows. Let us listen to our commanding officer and walk with the Spirit. This is what the Apostle Paul is encouraging us to do. All of that sounds great, doesn't it? Okay, My sinful nature and passions nailed to the cross, that happened, sin still abounds. Now I simply need to follow, to walk by rule, to line up in a row, to listen to my commanding officer and to keep step with the spirit, to walk with him. How? (laughs) How does one do that? Because it sounds good and wonderful and encouraging. How does one do that? What's the secret to keeping step with the Spirit. What's the secret? Secrets. Seems that they are everywhere, aren't they? If you spend any amount of time on social media, you probably have realized that at some point they pick up on your age. They know how old we are, and once they identify that, they know that they begin advertising to your age group. That's what they do. I'm 48. And so as I spend time on social media, I now get these advertisements directed to my age group. And they give me all kinds of secrets on how to survive and how to be successful and how to accomplish this or how to accomplish that. And they're quite interesting. They really are. Secrets. Like the secret to retirement. Well, I don't really think that's a secret. Retirement takes hard work and you have to say no to a lot of things and you have to prepare for when you no longer have an income stream. That's retirement, not really a secret. Again, hard work, you say no to things and you prepare. 
There's other secrets out there, though, like the secret to six-pack abs in seven days. (laughs) Have you seen this? I've done some research and have discovered that you really can't get six-pack abs in seven days. And my research took me to Ocean City, New Jersey. I spent some time on the beach. Nobody has them. Nobody. (laughs) If you want six-pack abs, it takes a lot of work. And you have to say no to a lot of things. And you're not going to get it in seven days. It's not going to happen. Or how about this secret? The secret to overcoming high blood pressure. Well, not really a secret. If you want to lower your blood pressure... You have to work hard and say no to a lot of things. You have to exercise a lot and stop eating everything that tastes good. But just my opinion, just my opinion. Secrets often take hard work and we have to say no to a lot of things. We have to deny self. So as we think about the secret to keeping in step with the spirit, There's not really a secret. Here's the deal. It takes hard work. And we have to say no to a lot of things. We have to deny self. We have to submit daily to the spirit. We have to yield daily to the spirit. And often that means saying no to me. And that takes a lot of work. So no secret. But hard work and yielding and obeying and listening to our commander. The very last verse in Galatians chapter 5 says this, Let us not become conceited or provoke one another or be jealous of one another. Let us not become conceited or provoke one another or be jealous of one another. As I studied this, I thought that was an odd statement too. Again, we have this beautiful list of the fruit of the Spirit. There's no law against these things. You can't legislate them into action. It's who you are on the inside by virtue of who we are attached to in God himself. And we cooperate with the Holy Spirit to allow allow all of this to be grown in us. And our sinful nature and passions have been nailed to the cross. Great news but I still have to follow. I have to put in the hard work of saying no to self and yielding to the Spirit so that these things, these nine flavors are evident in me and through me. And now, what does this mean? Let us not become conceited or provoke one another or be jealous of one another. I think this is just another reminder from the writer, another reminder from the Apostle Paul that these things take us away from living the fruit of the Spirit and let's get back to what I just wrote about in verses 22 and 23 and live out love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. I've had several questions throughout the series and I can package them all this way. They've all been very similar. The fruit of the Spirit, all of these things, love, joy, peace, and the rest of the list. I get it. Makes sense. This is what God wants for me, and I need to cooperate with 
God the Holy Spirit, so these things are real. And when I do that, there's impact in my life and certainly impact in the lives of the people around me. I get it. Fruit of the Spirit, wonderful. But here comes the question. When is enough enough? And when do I have to stand up for myself? And sometimes I need to do that. Because all of these things take a tremendous, just a tremendous amount of humility. I'm gonna be kind and gentle if I'm going to exercise self-control. If love and joy and peace exude from me, it takes a lot of humility. And if I act in humble ways in a desire to honor God, there will be many people who will take advantage of my best intentions to live for Christ this way. And I will be stepped on and taken advantage of in every possible way, and it just might not work. So when is enough enough? And when do I stand up and defend myself? And I think that's a great question. And I get it. And I think there are times where we might have to say, enough is enough, and perhaps I need to withdraw from a situation or create distance in a relationship and also build healthy emotional boundaries so that I remain sane in the process. But I think on that journey of saying, I need to distance myself from the situation or I need to distance myself from an individual that may be abusive and hurtful, it's how I do that that matters. So how do we do that? How do you say enough is enough and I have to create a little bit of space here? Well, I think we go back to what we find in Galatians chapter five, verses 22 and 23. When it comes time for distance and emotional boundaries, we do it with love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And in doing that, impact in my life and impact in the lives of the people around me. I really believe what we're talking about here when we think through Galatians chapter five and living out these nine flavors are the day-to-day irritations that often cause us to live in less than Christ-like ways. So in those moments, love, joy, peace, and so on and so forth. In the day-to-day irritations that we face. Does anybody face daily irritations? Oh, come on. Anybody face daily irritations? Yeah, you know you do. I know that I do. And you can continually apply these two verses to the situation. And then at the end of it say, you can't legislate these things into law can't make it be true. It has to be happening on the inside as a result of understanding who I am attached to and allowing God the Holy Spirit to cultivate this in me. So even in difficult situations, still, still the same. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. I hope that's helpful. 
I want to share two takeaways with you now as we put a bow on our summer series and move into a new season. Here's the first takeaway. You have memorized Galatians 5, 22 and 23. If you haven't done that, you still have time today to put these words into your mind. So you've memorized them. That's great. Here's what we need to do. Say them often to remind yourself of what God the Holy Spirit wants to cultivate in you. Okay? We've been talking about this for 10 weeks. Now it's time to say, I'm going to hang on to these words. And when Monday comes, Galatians 5, 22 and 23. And when Wednesday hits and I have a major conflict with someone in my home or someone in my workplace or when school begins, I've got a great big conflict at school. I'm going to remember the words of Galatians 5, 22 and 23 and allow them to drive how I respond to these daily irritations. So we've talked through this and many of us have memorized these verses. I would encourage you, keep them rolling around in your mind. I believe they have the ability to transform every aspect of our lives. I believe that. So we've got them in here. Let's keep jogging our memory by saying today, today, I do choose love and joy and peace. I choose all of these flavors. So at night, I can put my head on my pillow and rest. You've memorized the words. Again, Say them often to remind yourself of what God the Holy Spirit wants to cultivate and grow in each and every one of us. Here's the second takeaway, and that is keep in step with the Spirit. Okay? Keep in step with the Spirit. How do we do that? It takes a lot of work. And it means I have to line up and listen to the commanding officer means I have to deny self. And maybe here's what I want to do and here's how I want to respond to this particular situation, but I will say no to that and I will yield to the Holy Spirit and I will be obedient to him and allow him to cultivate one of these flavors in my life so that I have impact internally as well as externally. So keep in step with the Spirit. It's hard work. And it means saying no to me often. But it's what we must do if we're to have the kind of impact that God wants us to have. So over here, this section, keep in step with the Spirit, okay? Allow that to happen for you. And this section over here, as you move now from this series, keep in step with the Spirit. It's hard work. Say no to self. Submit to what the Spirit wants for you. Those of you watching online, keep in step with the Spirit. By the way, whenever you see one of these flavors lived out in your life, when you see yourself respond with love or joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, 
or self-control. Whenever you see yourself responding that way, in humility, celebrate. Celebrate with God because you're winning. You're winning. And you are allowing yourself to become a fully formed disciple or follower of God himself. So whenever you see yourself, instead of doing maybe what you want to do or what you prefer to do, whenever you see yourself living a fruit of the Spirit in humility, celebrate and know you're winning, and that's a great thing. Will you stand with me? As a way to conclude today, I'd like for all of us to say this prayer. It is our benediction. It's the words we lift up now as our final thoughts on nine flavors. And so I invite you to say this with me now. It's our prayer. Heavenly Father, I pray that this day I may live in your presence and please you more and more. Lord Jesus, I pray that this day I may take up my cross and follow you. Holy Spirit, I pray that this day you will fill me with yourself and cause your fruit to ripen in my life. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you call Valley Point Church home or would like to make a donation, please go to valleypointchurch.com slash online giving. If you're in need of prayer, we would love to serve you in that way. Send us a message at prayer at valleypointchurch.com. Be blessed.